What up? I'm Miss Casey Carter. What's going on? I'm Reese. And check us out on the Glow Up Podcast every single Monday, dropping on the Soundcasting Network. We're talking to your favorite entrepreneurs and artists and whoever's glowing up. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Glow up with us every Monday. Welcome to the Ridiculous People Podcast. Hi, everyone. We are back again. We are back every week, like we promised. Oh, my gosh. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and all those other great places that you can find us on the interwebs. Exactly. We're also on Twitter at a ridiculous pod. Yep. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N. That you can do. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. I forgot how to say the word L, like the letter. For a second there. <laughs> you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> you know, it happens. Um, that's really funny. Uh, weirdly enough, in... The warm-up act of yeah. the Chris Gethard show, They, I said the alphabet many times. Oh, you said the alphabet? Yeah, he had to say the alphabet like the so many lions? times. It was, yeah, it was like part of his bit. It's this crazy thing. We'll get to it later in the show, you guys. I went and saw the Chris Gethard show live in New York City. Um, I saw a taping yesterday. Um, it was so a very last-minute thing. It, it was, was very like last-minute. I snagged a super last-minute ticket. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, yeah. First off. Yeah. We watched Atlanta. We did watch Atlanta. Dude, okay, so we watched the whole first season in one sitting. That's I right. watched the first th- two and a half Liv episodes. Was, Liv was doing her hair. I was doing my hair. I was keeping company. It was all day. And so we were hanging out on Saturday yeah. and just and, bumming. And we've been saying, like, oh, we got to watch Atlanta. So we watched out. For, like, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight. We've been like, I got to watch that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, finally put our money where our mouth is. We finally did it. And you guys, holy shit. This, oh my God. Surprise, it's good. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's real shocked, but Shocker. it's actually a very good show. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, we're actually, we watched season two as well, so we're caught up. Um, but um, you, you watched season two. Yeah, you were there. Sometimes I kind of feel like we are like, <laughs> we have the mentality of like 14 year old boys who's yeah. like moms never came home. <laughs> and we're just like, I'm going to watch all the TV it's forever. True. I'm going to see every movie right now. Yep. I uh, think that's <laughs> like very nobody's true. watching us. And so we just watch the entire first season of Atlanta on yeah. a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard that it's a lot better to watch back to back. Nobody did. I was going to say all in one sitting. And I was like, no, nope, nobody, nobody said that, said that because nope. <laughs> that's completely unacceptable for human behavior. But mm-hmm. whatever. Y'all, this movie is this whatever. This show, it feels like a movie because we watched it because in one we, sitting. We, <laughs> I keep being like, oh, my God, the movie Atlanta. Um, this show is so damn good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, it's I think one of its really big strengths is that it's very very accessible to both black and white people and then I realized I was like I'm not white I don't know (laughs) what I'm talking about but I feel like I mean I wouldn't say like I think accessible is maybe the wrong word just because like it it's not a white story sure but like who cares Mm -hmm. like that's not whatever like there are so many white stories I don't need another like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I don't need a white version of Atlanta right right you know, like, and I don't, I don't know, like, it's accessible because it's 
good. That's true. Like it's yeah. a good story. It's well told. It's super interesting. It's about you know the hip hop community. Mm-hmm. It's about the music industry. It's yeah. about coming up from nowhere. It's yeah, about that, like, being rise broke. To fame story, yeah, it's right. about being more famous than you are wealthy. Right, right. Which like happens apparently to every famous person. Yeah, which is um, crazy. Weirdly enough, Reese Witherspoon talked about that oh. in an interview once. She said after she did Legally Blonde, uh-huh. she was extremely famous. Uh-huh. And had no money, and, a, and she was a single mom. Right, right. And she was like oh, freaking out because she she yeah. needed she needed to like hire security for her and her kid. Right, but normal people but can't she, afford that. Well, yeah, and she was like, and I was still a normal people. I got paid shit for that movie that right, made a ton right. of fucking money because right. I wasn't making money off the back end. I wasn't a star. Anyway, it's crazy. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, I think it plays on universal themes because it's well written, but mm-hmm. also it's because it's so specific, it's good for sure. For and be- sure. and I think like it's one of those things. The more specific you get, the more universal it gets. Right, right. But like, um, I mean, it's about the black experience, right, right. Which like you know, I can of course sympathize with, you know, as a viewer, and like, I don't have a problem with him being my hero in the in the series. But I wouldn't necessarily say like it's. I don't know. I wouldn't say like, oh, it's it's going to be such an easy watch for people who, mm-hmm. you know, d- have never met a black person before or something. Sure. Do you know what no, I mean? Like the middle quite, of yeah. America isn't going to no, be like, hell yeah, this works for me. No, no. But I, I think wasn't... that if they if they accidentally sat down and watched it, they'd be like, oh, what's this movie? Right. And then realize it was a TV show and be like, oh, wow, that's like really beautifully done. Like that. That was really good. Right. right. You know? No, definitely. I think it was more, yeah. I mean, what I was, what I sort of meant, I think, was just that I feel like because, especially because hip hop now is sort of mainstream, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's a show that I just feel like normally, or not normally, like back a couple years ago, like a show like this would have never even, like, sort of gotten, like, broken into any type of mainstream consciousness, you know, Mm -hmm. it would have been super, super, super cult. Yeah, you know, yeah, it would have been more niche. Exactly. But I also think that like that is also I think a testament to millennials. That's true. And like our interests being more diverse storytelling and right. being like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like we all have much more niche likes. I think right. that like the millennial is more likely to engage with stories that were would vi- be considered very not the mainstream. Right, right. A, like a handful of years ago. Yeah, that's definitely true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that we're like starting to sway everybody else. Yeah, we definitely. Then everybody are. else is like, "Oh, what are you talking about, young yeah. people?" Right? And we're and like, "This thing, cool. you fucking yeah. asshole, read it." Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Um, plus, I mean, I mean, Donald Glover is just like so fucking lovable as soon as he gets on camera. Like, he, really is. he has an incredible charisma. Right. Right. Um, and in person too. Oh yeah, Alex knows this <laughs> firsthand. Go back wow. and listen to two episodes ago. I saw him on the street. She did. Um, but yeah, no, he. I mean, he's like he's immediately likable, which is mm-hmm. like what he did, brought to community. Like Definitely. that's why he was put yeah. on that show is because like he would be weird as fuck, but you were like, oh my god, I love him. Right, you know? right, like, yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I read that uh, New Yorker article about him, which was uh, in character uh, fourteen years long. Um, <laughs> long ass interview but it was really interesting he was talking about how um sort of he got like 
came into the uh, television scene and Mm -hmm. stuff and, like, how he's evolved throughout the years in terms of, like, what he wants to bring audiences and, like, why he decided to start, like, rapping full time and why he decided to stop. Um, Because I always used to – we always used to joke, like – is this his last album or not? Like, mm-hmm. is he Gambino now? Cause he's gone back and forth so right, much, yeah. but hearing it from him, it seems like he is really like, he gives him a lot of anxiety to think that people would categorize him right. into one thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think he's afraid of like letting people down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if he like jumps around, it's less like right. people expecting his next move yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. You're saying it facilitates a lifestyle where he can change as an artist if he, you know, Yeah, listen, the multi-hyphenate do... lifestyle is more oh, yeah. and more the norm right, for, right. like, anybody who is doing interesting work these days. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. So I he, love. Yeah, right? And he was very, yeah, he was really open about it. And he's like, I know it seems like I'm super unfocused, but, like, I'm the opposite of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which was cool, which was an interesting perspective. Um, that whole article was crazy too. Cause it talks about like how they sold, um, uh, Atlanta to FX mm-hmm. and they're saying, he was saying it was a Trojan horse, which actually Genji Cohen said as well when she was selling Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. she was, she always called uh, Piper her Trojan horse. Cause right. she was the reason a network would be like, I'll take it. it as a white female right. lead. Right. right. And even then it was only Netflix who took it, you know? Right. Uh, at the time, only Netflix. Well, um, and yeah, Netflix was not a thing before no, Orange is at New all. Black. Yeah. Orange is New Black made Netflix. It a really thing did. Yeah, as an original content creator. Yeah, because it was good, it and everybody watched it. Like, yeah, I don't think everybody. I don't think people like fully realize how new it is that Netflix makes content. Yeah, that's true. That's like that was crazy mm-hmm. five years ago. What the fuck? Like every everybody yeah. thought that Netflix was like a fucking blockbuster online. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And then it was like on demand. Yeah. Which was cool. And I was like, oh, I hope Netflix has this weird 90s movie that I want to watch. It was always kind of the reject stuff, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, the fact that it was like, oh, they're making their own TV. Now it's a weird web series. Right, that right. Nobody, nobody called it television. Everyone was like, Mm-mm. this weird web series that Netflix is going to make. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. It's Genji Cohen. That sounds promising. I don't know. I don't know. Right. It's full of people that we've never heard of. And then all of a sudden, everybody was obsessed with it. Right. It was such a smart move. It was like, it's too, this like- prison dramedy starring a bunch of women. Yeah. Everyone right. was like, what are you fucking, what? Yeah. Everyone would have, and <laughs> what yeah. Is that? What? Could you imagine like going to a like traditional network like with a pitch Absolutely like that? Not. Oh my God, they'd freak out. Even now they'd freak out. Like yeah. if Orange hadn't been made and it was today. Well, that and that's the other like fucked up part is that because they didn't expect Orange to be anything, you can't even use that as a reference point in a pitch meeting. Yeah. You can't be like, well, this unlikely success is going to be exactly how my show is going to be. And they're like, no, we want, that's impossible. We want you to pitch on the basis of this is a home run for sure. And this is just like this other show we knew would be a home run for sure. Exactly. But that's not the way that content creation is headed. No, absolutely not. What things like Atlanta and people like Donald Glover are showing us overnight. People like Jordan Peele, like, yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm a comedian and I want to make this horror movie about race in America. Right. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, but I'm going to win the fucking Oscar for best original screenplay. Right. Like people need to fucking get out of their fucking own way when it comes to the stories that we're, we're 
you know, getting access to these Definitely. days. Yeah. The whole game is completely on its head now. It really is. And they keep acting like it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They keep acting like it's not. I know, but it's which all Which is so same. confusing. Like, we just talked about on our Facebook Live. You guys, we're going to go on live on Facebook before we record this podcast every Tuesday. Today was special. This week's special. Today was a Wednesday because of things. But yes. um, we talked about Donald Glover yeah. having two part ways with FX and Marvel mm-hmm. for Deadpool. Yeah. And how he was pissed about it. He was tweeted about it. Ooh, the <laughs> best. Oh, my God. That's the best subtweet I've ever seen. Um, he tweeted 15 pages of a screenplay to a fictional Deadpool finale. Yep. Calling out the Netflix almost by name. Not quite, but he was close. Not Netflix, FX. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and and in the in the statement, like, I mean, it was basically a statement, but fictionalized. Yeah, great. it really was. Basically just being like, they want to do something different. There was like that one part where it was like, People want something different, but they don't want to do uh, different stuff to get there or right, something like that, right. which just seemed very like indicative that they weren't going to let him have his way yeah, on definitely. anything. You know what I mean? Like no. they weren't going to let him make the decisions right. that he needed to make for it to be good. Right. Yeah. Which is so weird because like Atlanta is such a fucking hit. I know. And that's on their network. Shut up, FX. I know. It doesn't like, make any sense. I feel like they still, I mean, he still talks about it in the, in the New Yorker article. He was talking about a fight he got into with the actor who plays Paperboy. I forget his name. Paperboy. Paper oh, boy. All about that Paperboy. I get that song stuck in my head now like it's real. <laughs> because it's catchy as fuck. It, <laughs> it sounds like something you'd hear on the radio and then like Offset would jump on a remix or something. That's because Donald Glover is a great musician as well as a writer. <laughs> He's told this story. Oh, my God. I've fallen into it small hole um but uh it's okay i'm in a hole too i know yeah go ahead we're in, we're in holes um he told this story about how when he met asap rocky he was always like baffled by asap rocky's just existence because he was like <laughs> how are you so confident how is any human being this confident yeah what's wrong with you word and he said asap basically on- the only words he said were like listen man i know you want to be me but that's messed up because i want to be you and then like walked away and he was like what <laughs> he was like thank what? you but also i'm offended but also what just matrix. happened <laughs> yeah fuck um and that was fantastic and that makes so much sense yeah um, i mean i i don't know i think i i love donald glover he's incredible and like um i mean there's a lot of stuff we can talk about like atlanta is jam-packed it is it's with awesome stuff. It's a really interesting surrealist look at sort of what everyday life is for these guys in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting. Everything. It's still super funny, you know, like laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. But it also I feel like has just this air of discomfort. Yeah. The entire definitely. time. Definitely. Um, which I think also goes in with the subject matter that he's talking about, like social issues and race and gender Mm-hmm. you know and that that is uncomfortable you know and just being these guys and living your life every day in that environment is just kind of always uncomfortable there's always something looming um i really like the character darius a because i slightly identify <laughs> um but <laughs> yeah i love him he's great but i like his i feel like his character almost like it's he's weird and he's full of conspiracy theories and he's too heady but i feel like it's interesting because it kind of almost grounds the weirder shit that happens does that make any sense 
Um, no, explain yourself. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's weird and full of conspiracy theories, but he grounds the show. No, I'm just saying because like okay. when the like really bizarre shit happens, like the invisible car, uh-huh. you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you're saying it gives that weird shit context. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like his, all of his weirdness allows for other things to be, to other weird shit to happen. Not quite. I almost feel like it almost, I don't want to say it doesn't justify it. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Foreshadows. I think, I think a lot of his, a lot of his like ramblings and stuff like kind of foreshadow that like, this is a weird world and like the way that they perceive it is bizarre. And like, they're going into it. We're just going to have to like trust them. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by it gives it context. Like I feel like he, he kind of allows for it to come up in discussion first and then you see it like in action. Sure. Yeah. The invisible car. That was crazy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. I've never seen anything quite like it. Jordan Peele actually said when he first watched it, the words out of his (laughs) mouth were finally some elevated black shit. (laughs) Like That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I would argue Jordan is also making some really elevated black he shit. He is. He is. Yeah, that's He's lowballing himself. But, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's awesome. I also think, like, um, you were saying before mm-hmm. we started recording uh, that it's, like, surrealist, similar kind of to Broad City. Yeah. Like, it's a clearly different in tone, yeah. but it is definitely a surreal, real kind of thing. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean... Just, I think I actually, <laughs> when I was writing about feminism and theater in yeah. college, I referenced Broad City as a really incredible, um, distinctive piece of art being representative of women in a kind of way that was like the only way to be kind of like, I don't know. I think there are a lot of theories. There's a lot yeah. of feminist theory mm-hmm. out there and queer theory out there that posits that the only way to be truly representative of uh, people who are not usually represented and who are so often defined as what they are not Mm. being like they are not male. That's Mm -hmm. what a lot of like women are being defined as like people of color being defined as not white. Right. Um, Those kinds of people and those kinds of stories, because our storytelling is so inherently male and Mm -hmm. white, um, the only way that it, it, a true representation can occur and like true, mimesis can happen is uh, through parody Mm -hmm, and through mm -hmm. extremism and through surrealism and stuff like that because um, a lot of people think that realism Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. like reinforces negative stereotypes Mm -hmm. and like like the fucked up parts of society essentially. So like a realistic play that would play out on stage or something Like a mammoth play, for instance. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, yeah, it's realistic. Yeah. But it's it's reinforcing a bunch of shit that maybe we don't want to continue happening. Right, right. You know, so it's like it's super realistic for this woman to be treated badly on stage, but like perhaps instead she doesn't. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like instead she's empowered. Um, but it's even more like of a feminist act, these theorists state. Um to kind of break it all apart. Yeah, yeah. And to have no referent. Right, To right. be referencing nothing. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like, what I what I referenced in my uh, writing, mm-hmm. well, I'm using so many of the same words. It's so confusing, I'm sorry. <laughs> but basically what I 
pointed to in Broad City uh, was like when Abby goes to cash that first check that she right, gets for right. make for uh, selling that cartoon to a it's commercial. Like $8, yeah, at the and end. they walk into like a Missy Elliott's <laughs> right. song and it's a fucking like It started crazy. from the bottom and yeah. like yeah. And exactly. it's like and like but they're dressed like in the Missy Elliott right, um, right. music video. Yeah, and it's this, it started from the bottom place and like mm-hmm. It's crazy and it's surrealist, but it's how they are feeling. Exactly. It's right. very true to like the vibe. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It, it's truer to what it feels like. Yes. Um, And also in that way, like they're kind of, they're referencing like a strong woman right. in that right. music video mm-hmm. and like pulling from like Drake and yeah, how it's right. kind of the silliness of that. Right. Like, and the criticism that he's gotten for, for, for especially that, song, that song, yeah, exactly. You know, because she's like, you know, just made a small amount exactly, of money, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, we're rich now, exactly, you know, right, like, right? And it's so funny. And then, like at the end, it's kind of it's like compounded by the fact that Alana has like no money in her account, right? Right. You know, Abby yeah. just got this check and it's great and everything, and then Alana's like, low balance alert oh, every fuck. few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like, oh shit. Um, so like the silliness of that and everything is is more realistic. It is. It ends ways. up being right. It's more yeah because and it's more useful right. to female viewers. Right. And I think a lot of the same uh, like that idea is happening in Atlanta. Hundred percent. Well, and I would argue too, like being a woman or and or a person of color, and it's or like, both. And or both. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, what? That what's that SNL sketch? Oh, the Beyonce one. Oh, yeah. Remember? Like, how Beyonce can she be black? black? She's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then they explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, being being you know a minority, quote unquote. Um, it sometimes, often feels like you're crazy. You know, right? And it feels like what's happening can't actually be happening, or that you know, you're making it up or like, well, and people act like you're making it up. Exactly. Right. People tell you that you're, you're insane. All the right. Time. Right. So I feel like then it's so easy to get gaslit, you know, and like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. in your daily life, which is fucked up. But like, I feel like the only way to tell that to an audience to yeah. express that visually, especially is through utter and complete surrealism. You know, that's right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's the thing of, I mean, I don't know. I've recently been told that this is a controversial statement, oh, okay. but I feel like it's not. Ooh. Slaughterhouse okay. Five. Okay, yeah. The novel yeah, by yeah, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Just pretty mm, standard fare of being like, it's a classic novel. Yeah. I love that book. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> people are like, I don't know. But I think that Why? like, because they're dumb. I don't know. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> or because a lot of people like it, and so they want to seem oh, cool. Oh, okay. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah, right, it's one of those things. Sure. It's easy to be cynical and pretend that means you're smart. Yeah. You're not. Surprise. Um, <laughs> but I think that, like, when I read Slaughterhouse-Five, I yeah. thought that it was the most interesting memoir of war. Uh-huh. Because based on, like, the veterans that I've spoken to in my own family, right? their memory of it and their experience of it they, they, I mean, they can't think about it directly half the time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right, they have to right. think around it. And and, right. they, and they think in, like, these kinds of stories. Like, sometimes I'll tell these stories, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's, like, what is real and what is not real and what is what you tell yourself. Interesting. You know what I mean? And it, it's because it's how the brain, like, protects itself right, as right. it, like, moves through the world and something right. traumatic. Yeah. And um, I think that, like, you know, and then, of course, in Slaughterhouse-Five, it's, like, aliens of and course, stuff right, like that and craziness. Right. But, like, I think that 
talking about Broad City and talking about Atlanta mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, I think it's I think it's like more interesting, like toned down versions of that. For it's sure. Like That's the true. trauma of moving through this world that is so fucked and right, unfair right. to you for no reason at all. Right. You know, you have to find the the crazy wackiness yeah. and, and fun in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like and just be like, yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. It's like there was just like a, an invisible car that drove by and yeah. hit a bunch of people. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I think our storytelling has a lot more places to go. Definitely does, yeah. And it's, I think, by merit of those stories just not being told yet, they're at least now, when people watch them, they're considered, like, interesting and innovative, even if you know, we're looking at it and be like, that's how I see everything. That's how, that's I how feel. life is. That's how you I know? feel. Like yeah. it's nothing 100%, crazy to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and we kind of wanted to talk about this just yeah. kind of in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you, they tell you it's going to be hard, you know, oh. <laughs> whatever. Ooh. You yeah, know, they, they tell do. you it's going to be hard. They yeah. tell you like, okay, yeah, it's hard as a woman to right. like get hurt and like be in the room and, yeah to you we will get this kind of feedback and that kind of feedback and blah 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 and we hear it and we know that and we're like i'm prepped yeah then you're not you're never you're never gonna be ready absolute insanity that comes your way as a woman who's trying to make things yeah the amount i just the amount of things (laughs) that i have heard said to olivia about her scripts Mm, yeah the amount of things i've heard about my scripts yep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's insanity and it it's is. not coming from old ass men. No, it is not, which is scary. It's coming from young ass men. It is. It is. And some women yep. who have some internalized shit that they need to fucking figure out. Yep. But yep. Yeah, it's still it's still a fucking uphill battle when you want to try to talk about some shit yeah. that people haven't talked about. It is, right. Or you want to talk about some shit that people have talked about, but you want to talk about it in the way that it applies to your right, life from a different perspective from yeah. a different point of view you know like yeah it's still hard and it's still Sorry. you still get a lot of the mic oh careful I just punched the microphone out of anger <laughs> she's just so mad frustration the patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> incredible <laughs> um but yeah no i think it, what's also kind of crazy is that like those comments I feel like you're still sort of it like kind of expect them you know what I mean yeah. like when you start writing something mm-hmm. like the you're first like, thing uh, you think about you're like oh, fuck they're someone's gonna, gonna be like they're you gonna know. say this thing yeah and then you but then you think no they're they not would. gonna they can't say yeah. that thing because every, it's 2018 it's, 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 it's honestly like a joke if they say it right it's no like, it's, it's still it's so insane that people are still like your female protagonist yeah. isn't likable enough. Yeah. Something worse should happen to her in right. the beginning so that I like her more. It's insane. They only what care if you're like the fuck? acutely suffering, you know? Yeah, they only give a shit about you if you've been literally, I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's insinuating like rape her. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's insinuating like kill her parents. It's that's true, right? That's insinuating like have her get hit by a car. Like it's, they insinuate having terrible fucking shit happen yeah. to female characters. They do, yeah. So that there is an ounce of empathy. Like, the amount yeah. of notes that I got on a very dumb little tiny script for a very dumb little work it's group. It's dumb. It's Thanks. Old. The work group is the, Yeah, it's little. But, we love them. But, but you know, <laughs> these are supposed to be millennial progressive ideas. Yeah. With millennial progressive people in New York City. Right. 
it's a joke and a half to even think that that ideas about women are changing. Right. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, I feel like just going about the world is sometimes hard to, exactly. It is. Yeah. But then it was also like super encouraging to realize that as audience members, like we are really aching for those stories because then once we got in the room and we were were doing the read through, people were enjoying themselves. Definitely. People were laughing. People were enjoying it. Got a lot of great feedback. It did. The women in the room. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) I thought the most interesting part was that as soon as it was over and it was like, okay, we'll do Q&A, the first like three, four people who said anything were women. You know Yeah, and they were like, wow, your main character was me. Exactly. I totally felt her. Right. And then I, I like wanted so deeply to like go make eye contact with humans, but like I didn't. <laughs> I should have tweeted a fifteen-page script. You should have tweeted. Oh my god, wait, that would have been hilarious. Tweet like a fifteen-page script yeah. about you writing a yeah. female character and like how bad shit has happened there. Yeah. That would have been. I so mean, funny. I post, I, I posted some of the notes yeah. anonymously, like not putting his name on it, but no. I posted some of the notes anonymously to um, an all-female art group right. on Facebook that's private. Uh, and a ton of people were like, oh my God. Yeah. Feel you. That's the thing. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Again. Right. right? And, and like a bunch a of angry emojis and everyone was like, ugh, disgusting. Ew, right. gross. Of course. And like shit like that. Right. But it was nice to be like, okay, word. Yeah. Like there's this, com- like at least we're figuring out ways to like find each other in the community. We more. are. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, and the same thing goes for like even stuff that you were pitching in school. It is. Oh my god. They were School's like, oh, you're rough. writing. You're writing comedy. That's yeah. cute. Yeah, right. Like, that's right? so cute. And it's like, fuck you. I'm gonna make way more money than you. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Well, everyone used to call me mainstream. Like everyone was like, oh, like it's you're a like, bad thing. I know. Not fuck what off. did they? They didn't say mainstream. Though. The word was commercial. commercial. That's what it was. That's the word. It was commercial. That I'm like, oh, you're gonna be commercial, which was also hilarious because my black ass is sitting here like <laughs> I am not. I am not going to be commercial. Like, you know, I'm like, what do you, you know, think? You're, you're telling like black female stories, <laughs> like, like often includes queer characters. Yes, and right. Like, like, oh my god, you're and like it, it ha- like clearly has like some overt political overtones. Oh yeah. Like, wow, Olivia, you're so commercial. <laughs> like, what a what? sellout. What are you talking about? No one's gonna buy this shit. But like. It was it was every every single class or it's like, like do you mean that a lot of different kinds of people will like it because then yeah yeah that's what they mean then you're right they're making <laughs> that weird niche shit um, <laughs> anyway but um yeah those comments sometimes they would come from teachers you know mm-hmm. the male mostly male teachers Absolutely. in film school and they gave those kinds of comments all the time you know yeah. well and they would tell you guys to like be production designers and shit too wouldn't they they would they encouraged a lot of the women to go into um, Ironically, animation, but I think that's because they thought that drawing, drawing was um, feminine. That's yeah. so strange. Yeah, um, that was one of them. But then, yeah, it was costume design, art direction, um, set dressing. Yeah, yeah, set dressing, that kind of thing. Um, Which is they, like, if if you're a woman and you like doing that, that's great and amazing right. too. But you, why are you singling out the women and telling them to take those jobs? Exactly. What if right. you're a dude and you're like, I really want to fucking sew this thing together, man. I want to like right. make this amazing tailored suit for this right. character. Like that's the thing. It was what? very discouraged, and I think it was I think it was discouraged on the male end, but I think it was also actively discouraged on the female end, mm-hmm. particularly in the cinematography and uh, directing tracks. Like word, those were rough ones to have to climb, which is. 
you know, I feel Which like, is like I'm sorry. Look at the industry. Yeah, that's why. Right. They're cutting right. these women off at the fucking start. Right. That's so true. Yeah. And that made it even harder because a lot of those guys would be like, you know, here's who I want to be. That always be like, what kind of, you know, director do you want to be or something? You know, and then the dudes would always have like sort of direct, you know, like I want to be like Chris Nolan. But I feel like the women were kind of like, well, I'd like to do Tarantino stuff. But they're. Uh, more but feminist like, like I don't know men you know speak well yeah like I'm, little I, things like that I don't like have that. a beard and a baseball cap right. so I don't know I'm gonna have to do it a little differently right yeah. yeah I always used to put female in front of like the name of the person because it was like it's very inherent that you know yeah that's an important identity you know that I'm going to yes claim and use in that space yes so it's important to mention it um but yeah, I think it's interesting. I also think like I was reading in one of the Donald Glover uh, interviews, he referenced an Issa Rae quote. Mm. Um, and he was talking specifically about black women and the mm-hmm. black female writers. But like he was saying, um, Issa one time said that when she was pitching Insecure, it was really hard because she felt like as a black woman, her stuff had to be, didn't it couldn't be good. It had to be great. Yeah. So it took her a long had time. to be flawless. To, exactly, right? right? And he was saying that like, he was like, if we felt that with Atlanta, we feel that every week. He feels it at least every mm-hmm. week in Atlanta. Um, there was a story where the female lead in the show, her name is her name is Zazie Beats, but it's not spelled like you would think it is. <laughs> it's great. Um, and she like walked in, uh, she walked up to him after they wrapped and was like, that looks great. This came out amazing. Like the pilot. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Aren't you excited? And he like wasn't. And he was like, well, they fucked up the sound in this one part, but there's nothing we can do about it. Like, I'm so sorry to be such a bummer, but, like, you please go have fun. Like, right. You know? Yeah. And he was like, I can't, I can't, everything is, if it's not perfect, I freak out and I get anxious and then I can't enjoy it. Yeah. That's, Um, I mean, that's the, I feel like that's the, like, very fucked up intersection that we're at right now is that there are some creators getting the opportunity to tell these stories. But then because, like, there are so few, right? They're supposed to carry, this torch for the entire community. And it's like, no, he should carry this torch for himself and his own story and his story about Atlanta and his story about hip hop and his, like that niche and corner of his life and community. And it shouldn't be like, well, don't fuck up. Otherwise they won't give us another black show, you know, or whatever. It's like, don't fuck up Issa. Otherwise they won't give us another female black show. Like, Oh, we're going to have to all be angry black women in the audition room again. If you don't fuck this up, Issa, you know, it's It's unreasonable. No, like white white guys are constantly allowed to fail upward. Exactly. Especially in, especially in entertainment. Yeah. definitely. Are you kidding me? The amount of canceled sitcoms by white guys. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Fucking plenty. And they bounce right back. They bounce right the fuck back. But like, I'm sorry. Think about like Whitney Cummings. That's true. She had her show and it crashed. It did. But like, she didn't fail upwards. She didn't. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like she's still, she's still like a really successful standup, but like, just, I don't know. Think about like, Pete Holmes, who I'm like currently kind of obsessed with. Right, right. Like, love him to death. Yeah. Super specific comic. For sure. But, you know, he had the Pete Holmes show Mm -hmm. that was after Conan. Mm -hmm. Didn't, I mean, it didn't get crazy good ratings. It got two seasons, which is a lot for how many viewers it got, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And then it got canceled, and now he has HBO and is more famous than ever. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't see that trajectory in any 
of the women that I look up to. No, like uh -uh. they had to be amazing first. That's the thing. And yeah. then they were sometimes allowed to fuck up a little bit. Right. But the, even then, like not to the degree that dudes are. No, absolutely not. They're just not, not allowed I, to fall that way. And they're allowed to, yeah. And it's like, it's very, very specific ways they're allowed to fuck up that really, I feel like in the grand scheme of things aren't really fuck ups. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just like, like, like you get middling ratings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you like, know? can you imagine if like, some like somebody like Tina Fey, somebody like Amy Poehler had right. the kind of scandals that follow around these male comedians. Right, right. They would never come out unscathed no. if like it came out that they cheated on their husbands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, no, people would never forgive them. No, absolutely. You know, not. Right. because we're held to a fucking higher standard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's and anybody who says that's not true, just take a look around at the people that you're at a table with when you're being creative. Right. Even if it's really low level. Yeah. And yeah. you're in your 20s and you're being creative and you're trying to get people together in a room. Take a look around and see how many of those people look exactly like you. Yeah. Right. And you're a white dude, I'm sure. Yep. I bet all those other dudes are probably white dudes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? And there's probably like one white girl there trying to be a dude. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It, <laughs> yeah. It's frustrating yeah. make room for us please exactly. i'm begging you i mean and that's the thing it's like at this point you know it's super cool to have shit like wonder woman and black panther coming out because then it's kind of like listen we're like we're not gonna shut up we're, we're not gonna shattering records yes. at this point it's sort of like fuck a glass ceiling you know yeah. it's like <laughs> bursting the fuck out that's with right. billions of dollars and being like if you don't listen to me you know from a moral or from a you know diversity standpoint listen to me from the financial standpoint yeah you we know? make fucking money make now a fuck ton of money you make fucking money yeah. mm -hmm. if you guys forgot because yes. you have amnesia <laughs> This is the Ridiculous People podcast, and I'm Alex Shannon. You can follow me at A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and I'm Liv Sangor. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H, Harry Potter reference for the eagle-eyed li listeners. Amazing. And, um, <laughs> um, mixing metaphors, mixing metaphors. Mixing a lot of metaphors. got confusing. We're also on Twitter as a as an organization as a mm. podcast um at a ridiculous pod yeah go like us on facebook uh ridiculous people productions we're gonna be going live on facebook before we record podcasts on tuesday night yes we are we're only gonna be saying things that we don't mind that mark zuckerberg hears that's um, right <laughs> <laughs> or no cambridge and whatever i didn't cambridge analytica just a fucking mess anyway um it's an evil dictionary come to life <laughs> Um, <laughs> that makes so much sense rate review subscribe please do we're on itunes we're on soundcloud we're on stitcher we're on every, anywhere else that podcasts are sniff it out sniff us out sniff it out or just google us mm -hmm. alex uh yes what'd you do last night it's wednesday we it's usually wednesday. record on tuesdays it is wednesday uh well we were just talking about being an outsider in in the entertainment world go, and yeah. i think the king of alt comedy yeah, is yeah, Chris yeah. Gethard. Oh, word. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it, it's an amazingly weird and wonderful show. Uh, the Chris Gethard show. I have fallen into a Chris Gethard hole uh -huh. that followed my Pete Holmes hole. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, led me down a rabbit hole of very amazing strangeness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Gethard taught at UCB improv a ton. I have met since I've just randomly now go around being like, you guys know who Chris Gethard is? <laughs> I've met a couple people who have taken his class. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he taught improv for ages and right, right. 
it's now the thing to do in New York City to take a UCB improv class. And an, oh, so I would like people. to say, yep. like, now, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just a racket. Oh, it definitely it's is. It's just a racket. It's, like, so expensive to no. take an improv one-on-one class. And, like, I love everyone who does improv, and that's great and everything. But, I mean... There's a lot of people who just like want to have better social skills in their office and they take an improv class. Exactly. Um, right. That's kind of the thing to do now. But it's not like the recruitment when, tool of yeah. SNL anymore. No. And it, that was because it was it was in an old strip club. Right. Right. Like UCB exactly. used to have street cred. It used to be weird and dingy and underground. Right. And right. that's when Chris Gathard joined them. Yes. Because he was like, great, you guys are weird and punk rock and underground. And uh, me too. Right. And um yeah, so he kind of comes from this, like, really interesting, like, kind of rock and roll comedy background. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done a lot of weird, crazy shit because I also read his book this week. <laughs> hey, right. That's true. I forgot. It's yeah. not that long, and I'm a very fast reader. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, it's called A Bad Idea I'm About to Do. Right. And then it has a really fucking annoying, long, like, what is oh, it those, subtitle? those comedy no, subtitles. It's, where like, it's fucking, like, it goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's so funny. Nick Offerman was talking to Nick Kroll at South by Southwest uh. at this panel about his, all of his books have the same thing. And uh-huh. he was like, he literally stopped saying the title of his book and went, these damn publishers always want us to explain what the book is about <laughs> in the title. I was like, it's a fucking book. Just let them open it. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Incredible. Um, which I agree with. He's it's not crazy. wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The full title is A Very Bad Idea I'm About to Do, True Tales of Seriously Poor Judgment and Stunningly Awkward Adventure. Ooh, that's a long one. It's a mouthful and a half. <laughs> but it's a really funny book. It's Word. And it'll make you feel better about your life. Oh, right, right, right. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and his HBO special career, Suicide, is, like, definitely worth a watch. It's about all of his, like, numerous suicide attempts, which sounds like it would be a bummer and a half. (laughs) Fully understand that. (laughs) Fully understand that. But it's really not. Like, he talks about his struggle with depression and, you know, like, spiraling thoughts and stuff like that. But... I mean, it's it's just masterful. Like, mm-hmm. it's so funny. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so fucked up. It's funny. <laughs> okay. And okay. Um, that makes it's, sense. it's such a tight hour. It's like so fucking tight because he did it at the Edinburgh Fringe uh-huh, uh-huh. for a month. Oh, I see. I you see. You know what I mean? The Edinburgh Fringe Festival, for anybody who doesn't know, um, a lot of comedy shows, a lot of sketch shows, right. improv shows, theater, mm-hmm. mm, I think some music maybe. I don't Probably, know. Probably, yeah, um, yeah. But it runs for a month and it's like a big competition and it's like amazing kind like publicity for people kind, kind of trying to get out there and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, he basically did this show uh-huh. for like a month or a couple months straight gotcha. or something, uh-huh. however right, long right, the, right. the festival is. Uh-huh. And so it got tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, that's awesome. Um, which is so cool. And uh yeah, it's it's and that's the HBO one, right? That's the HBO, HBO one. It's one. career suicide, is what it's called. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, and his. I, so I went to a taping of his show, which is now live on True TV. It started as a public access show in New York, uh-huh. then that's it moved awesome. to Fusion, uh-huh. and now it's on True TV. And they ordered sixteen episodes, and now they're in the back ten. They ordered ten more episodes uh-huh. this season, um, so it's technically season three. Or something, uh-huh. but they've made like a billion million episodes. Um, 
back when it was on public access. That right, was all right, considered right. one season, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> and it actually started, I'm sorry, before it was on public access, it started as a live show at UCB. Oh, okay. It was just an in-person okay. show that they that they did like every week for uh-huh. months and months or something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it's, it's unlike any other TV show I've right. ever fucking been uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. Because, I, I mean, I haven't been to like a thousand billion tapings, but I've mm. been to like many. Right. I've been to many tapings of TV shows. Yeah. I know people who work in TV. Yeah. Olivia works in TV. I do. We all, like, we, we get how it yeah. works. Like, I go to tapings every week. Yeah, most, <laughs> most tapings run the same way. Exactly. Yeah, it's because they're all... Yeah. Run by the same people. Exactly. And like, even if they're live. Yeah. Yeah. They're run similarly. Exactly. You know, I would say that probably SNL is like, obviously the craziest version of everything, but, um, they've been doing that since the seventies. Yeah. That's a well-oiled machine. Oh yes. And it has a billion million dollars behind it. Oh yeah. (laughs) This show is like walking into (laughs) your friend's basement Uh uh and you sit on the floor. That's awesome. And then that's an awesome touch. Yeah. Like everybody sits on the floor around Uh Chris Gethard and Uh like, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up because then immediately, uh, not the audience coordinator but uh-huh. like a producer okay. or somebody uh-huh. starts picking people who sit behind Gethard. Oh, okay. And it was very obvious immediately what they were going for. They were going for bright colors, right? Weird looking nerd um, folk. Yep. Like it was yep. like very. They were like, "You, you're on brand. You, you're on brand." It was right, like set right. designing with humans. It was crazy because awesome. like a bunch of people sit behind him, right, right. which is very different than any other show. You Definitely. know what I mean? They yeah. trust the audience like crazy at that show. That's like, really interesting. They were kind of like, "You guys, it's completely live. Do whatever you want, but please don't fuck the show up." But like, if you do, it's live. So like, we'll fucking see, man. I don't fucking know. And uh-huh. then like. The crew all is just kind of like right behind you. Like, oh, uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's literally like a high school party uh-huh. where like everybody's just kind of nervously sitting around and you don't really know everybody, but you do kind of like right. you've seen them in the hall and uh-huh. you're like, oh, what's going on? Uh-huh. And like, I, I don't know. It's it's organized chaos by mm-hmm. all means. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was like Will Ferrell called in. Oh wow! To the show that I was what? at because he's crazy. the executive producer. Oh, he's I see. one of the executive producers. Okay, and he called in and he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because Sashir Zameda was supposed to be on, uh-huh. and then she couldn't be on. Uh-huh. And he was like, "It's a live show. Sorry, like we have my good friend who's like a DJ, Cipher Sound, come and oh, he like and really he was there and he was really funny and amazing. Uh-huh. But then the whole show premise centered around, uh bad ideas for the shows that had been pitched to Chris that he said no oh, well. to. Oh, that's hilarious. So it was Pandora's yeah. box of bad ideas. Uh-huh. So then people called in and they asked them the questions that uh-huh. people wanted to, that his writers wanted to have an entire show about. The right. first one was like, if you had to eat shit, how would you prepare it? Oh my God. <laughs> so then Will Ferrell calls later and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like he, I mean, clearly it was a bit, but he was like, what right. the fuck are you doing? You're talking about eating shit. <laughs> He was like, I'm. Su- <laughs> he said that he was supposed to be eating dinner with LCD sound system. <laughs> he was Incredible. like, you're keeping me from that, Chris. It was so funny. Um, yeah, at one point, some like a character that I'm not familiar with, and I've watched a bunch of episodes online at this point, walked on stage and just started spitting water on oh, wow. them, huh. on like Shannon O'Neill, Chris Gethard, and right, right. Cypher Sounds, like. It was so, and then he just like walked through the audience and we were like, what the fuck? And he was like, it don't, everybody ignore it. I don't have time to explain. I don't have time to explain. <laughs> like, what? And then at the end it turns into like a punk show. 
Oh, right, right. You mentioned that. So yeah. Wait, so you mean like there's a band? There's a band. Oh, no way. So basically, they go, everybody stand up. And we're like, uh-huh. okay. So then we like scramble to our feet. And uh-huh. then they're like, we, you get behind Chris. He, he like tosses it to the band. And then you immediately turn around, rush the band, and mosh. Oh, whoa. That's crazy. And it was, it was like, it was very crazy because at this point, it's midnight on a Tuesday. Right, right. <laughs> you feel like you've just been in your weird friend's basement uh-huh. for like an hour. Uh-huh. And a lot of weird shit happened. And you kind of feel bonded to these random people you've never met before. Uh-huh. I was there completely by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like the only person that was there by themselves, I think. <laughs> Everybody was there with at least two other people. Oh, <laughs> um, but then I was like waiting for the elevator to leave and I heard a couple of people talking about me and they're like wow I've never moshed before but that was really <laughs> fun yeah like I don't know I, I get it now I get why people do that is that where people do that do they do it at like metal shows where do they where do people mosh I want to mosh again it was like the funniest cutest sweetest conversation behind me like Aww. ever and then and then somebody was asking and then they like talked about something else and the one guy asked the other guy something and he was like why would I know, man? I'm the lamest person you know. Oh, <laughs> I was like, bless. no, it's going to be okay. Well, nerds. Um, yeah, nerd bless babies. Yeah, it was like, it was definitely, um, it's definitely a place where like everybody is welcome. Right, right. And like everybody just kind of gets into it and goes with it. There are people who had clearly been with the show from the very beginning, people there who got like drugged there with by their friends. Right. But like, I mean, the warm up act was like singing the alphabet. A bunch oh, of different right, ways. Right. It's the like he but he's so funny. Like the comedian that he's the chairman of the show, quote okay, unquote. Uh-huh. And he brings out the chairs for the guests. Nice. <laughs> he's the chairman. That's good. Um his name is Connor or something. And he's a hilarious comedian, but like he had us all like singing the alphabet. I don't even know how we got to that. Like he was doing like he does such great like crowd work and weirdness and uh-huh. like he like so we were angrily screaming the alphabet as like our final <laughs> pump up song. Amazing. And like the and the band is so so good. The uh-huh. LLC is their house uh-huh. band and um the lead singer is Chris Gethard's wife. Hallie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and she's amazing uh-huh. and like so very thin. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's so thin and has like very long hair and uh-huh. like it has like literally uh, amazing amounts of energy. I don't know how she, like, she was dancing every single time she was singing and oh, it was, damn. like, the middle of the night on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, can't, can't recommend it enough. Uh, sorry, I just completely rambled, but it was just, no, it was, no. there, it's so hard to explain. Yeah, it sounds, it's I was so, gonna say, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they're completely breaking format and norm and everything. Everything is, everything shatters <laughs> as soon as you walk into the Chris Gathered show. And that's what's kind of fun is that, like, uh, he often says, like, I I, I put my name on the show, but, like, I have no control over the show. Right. Which is true. Like, he, I mean, it's very masterful, like, how much he has to do and know mm-hmm. and fucking wrangle. Right, right. Live on television because yeah. it's so chaotic. Uh-huh. But, like, at the same time, yeah, he really doesn't have, like, I don't know, the, this character called the Human Fish is there. Uh-huh. And he's, like, literally banging a gong a uh-huh. bunch of different times. Like, when the caller said something funny, he, like, banged the gong. And he would just, like, turn around and look at him, like, no, stop. <laughs> like, stop. Don't make this the thing where you bang a gong every time somebody <laughs> says something. Oh my and, God. Like, and, like, the gong said Human Fish for governor because he's, like, trying to run for governor. It's, like, this whole fucking thing. And, like, these bits are, like, 10 years old. Uh-huh. Like, the human fish is a 10-year-old bit. Oh, wow. You know, it's it's 
it's the weirdest thing ever. Everybody go watch it on YouTube. It's the only yeah. way that you'll understand it. So you have to watch like three episodes. Oh, I see. And then so then you'll of... be like, oh, okay. I see what's the same and what's and everything else is different. Right. right. There's like four things that stay the same in every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's on True TV, right? It's it on, comes true, on True TV. It's on True TV now. Right, okay. It's live on True TV on Tuesday nights. Right. Um. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mean, take me. Yeah, I'm going to take her to one of the shows one of these days. Um, look for my little red little head in, uh, oh, yeah. in, last, this week's, night's, in uh, last night's episode. It'll be up on True TV on, on the, their website she's soon. She's in a selfie. I'm in, the, yeah, I'm in Chris Gethard's selfie yeah. of the show on his Instagram. Yeah. You can see me like cheesing really hard yeah. <laughs> by the left part of his forehead. <laughs> right behind him. Iconic. Yeah. It's really fun, but um, yeah, I've I've kind of fallen into like a Chris Gethard alt comedy hole, but it's it's a it's a very fun and interesting community. Yeah, yeah. it seems, and it seems like it's very accessible. I mean, I I got into him like last week, yeah. and I went to his show like this week. Right, right. Like day of, mm-hmm. had an hour turnaround, and was like, okay, I'm in Midtown Literally. now, uh-huh. and this is my night. Yeah, what you know? I don't know. It was it was, it was really cool. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Guys, check out the Chris Gethard show. I'm going to go see it live. So. But, um, <laughs> Very good. It's some good shit. Um, Alex, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's time for some internet junk drawer. It's time for the internet junk drawer. Um, well, unsurprisingly, this week's internet junk drawer is who bit Beyonce? Who the fuck bit Beyonce? <laughs> show yourself! It's all anyone has been talking about. Made it into uh, Donald Glover's script. <laughs> what grown person bites another grown person <gasps> in a non-consensual manner? It's so weird. Apparently she's on drugs. Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> but like where? Where did she bite? I don't know. Like, in the my, face. This is, yeah, what? But like, okay, like in the face means like so many things. Because like, <laughs> did they, did, did she bite her nose? Right. <laughs> Did she oh bite God. her like chin? Right. Did she bite her like eyebrow? Yeah. Like a cheek? cheek? Like a kiss and then a bite? I don't know. No. Yeah. And how did you how did it start? Was it did she go was, in? How for aggressive a bite? was you it? Know, was yeah. it like a cute like or was it like a you know, like so, I'm gonna eat your face bath salt stuff? Well, okay, you know that you literally, right? You know that um selfie that she has with Tiffany Haddish? Oh yeah. Where she's, she's hiding kind of behind hiding. Her. So it must have been aggressive. Okay, yeah, but this is all just a conspiracy theory, right? Guys, hold on. So I did some research at work um, <laughs> when this dropped, as did literally every other person in Armchair my office. Detective. Um, yeah. <laughs> we all like stopped working. We're like, who bit Beyonce? We're going to figure it out. Um, here's what we know. Um, Tiffany Haddish got interviewed by GQ. This is the inception of this whole story. Um, she dropped this um, bomb-ass story about how Beyonce was at a party um, it was an after party for a 444 concert um, in Inglewood, Los Angeles. Um, and some some actress, an unnamed actress, mm. was flirting with Jay-Z at some point. Beyonce Bitch, came over. How stupid are you? I know. After everything. How stupid. Right? So Beyonce came up and was just like, hello, I'm Beyonce. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, I um, mean... <laughs> And then later in the night, she storms off at some point and Tiffany Haddish sees this happening and Beyonce's friend goes, can you believe some bitch bit Beyonce in the face? 
And Tiffany was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh my God. So she goes up to Beyonce and was like, I just want to let you know that like a bitch is about to get uh, beaten by me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beyonce was like, no, Tiffany, chill the fuck out. It's fine. Um, and then later in the night, she said she went to Beyonce, who was sitting alone at a bar and was like, did someone really bite you in the face or are we all just wasted? And she was like, no, someone bit me in the face. And then, <laughs> I think I will remember yeah. if someone bit my face. And she was like, oh, my God, am I about to beat someone up? And she went. Beyonce says, Tiffany says, Beyonce was like, Tiffany, no, don't do that. That bitch is on drugs. She not even drunk. The bitch is on drugs. She not like that all the time. Just chill. <laughs> Which, what like, kind of drugs, though? Like, I don't. A, I just, she's doing fucking angel dust. I know, or right? Something? I don't even know. Wait, a, can we just talk about what how? You, what happens to you when you're on angel dust? I don't know. You bite people's faces. Oh my! Remember God. all the stories Maybe from she's Florida? On bath Maybe she's on bath salts. Florida man. Florida man <laughs> from Atlanta, guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, first of all, I love the way Tiffany Haddish like impersonates Beyonce. Like talks like Beyonce yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. So on point. But B, yeah. Who knows? So the internet narrowed it down to the people who were at the concert uh-huh. and probably were invited to the party. So we had a list of names. Right. The front runner is this woman, Sanaa Lathan. Who but was she tweeted in, about it. She did. Sanaa Lathan from Love and Basketball. She tweeted, y'all are funny, and basically that she didn't do it. And if she did, which is a little OJ, let's be honest, <laughs> it, if she did, it would have been a love bite. And everyone was like, that's weird. Um, but okay. Um Tiffany Haddish has confirmed it was not Taraji P. Hansen. Um, It probably wasn't Rihanna because... To characterize Rihanna as an actress is very generous. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we should just be talking about her as a makeup and fashion guru. (laughs) We shouldn't even be talking about her music anymore. I know. No, honestly, she's... She's turning us all into Rihanna, and I don't know how to thank her for it. That's a tweet I saw. It is, yeah. Stole that from a tweet. So accurate, But I agree fully. Um... So Chrissy Teigen had the juiciest juice, but it really said nothing. Uh, Basically, she says she tweeted at first and she's like, I can think of one person who would do this and she's the worst. And then later she tweeted update. It's not the person I thought think is the worst. I'm done directly after she followed it up with my initial guess was wrong. The real person I never would have guessed. I've said too much. And everyone was like, Chrissy, why you do us like that? Like, why did you not? Why would you not tell us? Oh, my God. So we don't know. There's a lot of names being thrown around. Lena Dunham, Goop, um, Scarlett Johansson, Eva Mendez. We don't know. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So oh, my God. Allegedly, she if Goop, dated. If Goop bit Beyonce's <laughs> face. I mean, just throw it out. Goop just throw her out. Gwyneth Paltrow. We call her Goop. Um, I mean, we st- I stole that from another podcast oh. and then infected our friend group with well, that. Well, I think it's a funny joke. <laughs> it is a good joke. Um, if Gwyneth Paltrow put her weird razor sharp teeth <laughs> near Beyonce's precious skin, she's canceled. <laughs> the wife will swarm. She's deeply um, canceled. <laughs> it was. This was. Such I don't a, think Goop would have. I don't think been it's on Goop. crazy drugs. That's the thing. I feel like you got to think. She's not too about busy who making would do it, money would, as scamming women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Or we could all be very wrong, which we probably are. I, um, and I also feel like. Chrissy Teigen wouldn't have been surprised if Lena Dunham did that. No, that's like, the Lena thing. Lena Dunham is like weird enough that it's like, oh, she and did I feel like Lena Dunham would have like she would have published an, a letter apologizing <laughs> by now, like making it weirder. You know she, what I mean? Well, like that's tweeted, how she deals with stuff. She tweeted around those like around that time. Lena, yeah, Lena, oh. Lena tweeted like 
let's all just throw out our NDAs, why not? Or something weird like that. And it was interesting. And then everyone read way too much into it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, about, she was like, clearly talking about like Stormy Daniels and shit. Wasn't she, I, wasn't I think she talking so. about like the sex scandals? Yeah. Well, everyone was surprised because like Beyonce just dropped a song where she says, if you want to party with me, you got to sign an NDA. So then everyone like read too much into that. And I'm like, I yeah, think Lena that Dunham's was a coincidence. Not, yeah, she, no, she's not that on top of it. No. And that song just dropped. Yeah. She doesn't listen to that shit. Yeah. So like. She, yeah. No. She's talking about the news cycle. Exactly. Stormy Daniels. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, definitely. That's my thought on that. But. I don't think it was Lena. I don't think it was Lena, y'all. You get lay off her. Be yeah. Hard. Desist. Please. Desist. Well, and I, again, yeah. I really feel like she would have said something. Like whenever that's she's true. embroiled in shit, she's always the first to be <laughs> that's like. That's true. Okay. Release let's talk it. about it. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's one thing that I'm going to really give her. You know what I mean? That's like, true. I've, I feel that like Lena, as opposed to <clears throat> some other people that people assume I like. Amy Schumer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone always assumes I'm obsessed with Amy Schumer. Alex, but you're a woman and you uh, like comedy. You must like. Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not like the biggest fan of Amy Schumer slash Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Um, and Lena Dunham kind of runs with that crew. They seem yeah. to like kind of be buddy buddy. Yeah. Um, but also I feel that like when embroiled in some scandal, as opposed to and like Taylor Swift is also kind of weirdly mixed up with that because yeah. she's friends with Lena Dunham. Oh right, that's true. Um, about but that. I feel like of all of those that crew yeah. of like women or whatever, who kind of are the face of white feminism in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, whenever she's embroiled in scandal, like she's the first to go, like, let's talk about it and, and be like, I want to talk about it. What's going on or whatever. And I didn't read her book. So all that other weird shit about like her and her sister, like looking at each other naked or something. I'm sorry. Like shut the fuck up. Stop. Yeah. Everybody goes like, she's a pedophile. I'm like, what? I don't, I didn't read the book, no. so I can't. But also, like, if you didn't grow up with siblings, then right. you don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair. Everybody sees everybody naked when yeah. you have a big family and you're poor and you don't have that many bathrooms and whatever. You sure. know what I mean? Like, right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think, like, she's more ready to, like, jump into it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, talk about it and yeah. be like, it was me. Or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. she's more ready to be like, let, uh, okay, wait. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like if she bit Beyonce because she was on drugs, <laughs> she would have said something. Yep. By now. That's what all of that tangent meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that it came back to who bit Beyonce. Um, I feel like it must be, it must be somebody really big. Yeah, it must be. Everyone's saying that everybody's some, that everybody's saying being so hush about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And the the logic is now that it probably won't come out unless it's by accident now because um. The drugs part is probably going to freak everybody out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like now that it's now that it is reached this kind of fever pitch of like what we all want to know. Yeah. That's when everybody's lips get tightened. Exactly right. Everybody gets more, you know. Yep. Closed lipped about it. Exactly, and allegedly Tiffany Haddish has like done a bit similar to this in like local stand up and stuff like that. Like, she's apparently, she did some show in Phoenix, and everyone was saying, like, oh, I think you can kind of figure it out if you've seen her shows. I don't know how true that is. That and sounds fake, I but I feel okay. like they're all bluffing. It's just a bunch of people being like, I saw Tiffany Haddish's stand-up, I know. so I have information she you She popped don't. up at some like, club one night and, like, told the Who Bit Beyonce story before it 
she they the dropped she told it, yeah like, like <laughs> that's probably what happened it's a, i'm sure it's a great piece of stand-up but don't act like you have information I know, insider you Plus, weren't there nobody's dropped any like bombs yet so that's why i'm like i don't trust you yeah um also like but also just fucking god bless tiffany for telling us that this <laughs> happened at all nobody else would have told us this no no nobody else would have who else she's but she is us yeah she is us in that position you know what i mean yeah. like she's constantly doing the things that if normal people were famous all the time yep would do amen most That's normal people her. do not become famous no they i do mean not. clearly she's like superhumanly talented right but she has the like excitement about being in entertainment yeah. that a like a regular person who has no business being there has yeah you know definitely would have like her and her and timothy chalamet and cardi b all kind of they're all super to new to the scene like, but they're all oh just like whoa like, yeah. this is crazy yeah, right. oh shit mm-hmm. yeah that's why we love them so much so we're like oh my god you're just oh so my endearing god. because timothy chalamet at all costs yeah, right um Anyway, listen, Quincy Jones is going to tell us all who One of these days. soon. In like 12 years, <laughs> yeah. Quincy Jones is going to sit down for another interview. He's going to get wasted and be like, five years old. Y'all ever listen to jazz? <laughs> anyway, this one, this is who bit Beyonce. <laughs> it was me, Quincy Jones. <laughs> I want to be like Meryl Streep. You know, I want to be I want, insane. <laughs> I want there to be a dramatic reinterpretation yeah. of that fucking interview. I oh, want there yeah. to be a fucking like a short reading? film about it. Or a short film about it, yeah. Yeah, I want a film. I okay. want a film where they like oh, okay. walk through his weird house. Because you know awesome. what's weird. You yeah. know his house has got some weird shit. Oh, yeah. Secret like fucking doors and bookcases and shit yeah, or right? whatever, you know. Just like a bunch of random cool memorabilia. That would be super I picture cool. it to be like a weird castle kind of. I really like this idea. Yeah, you know, like work a lot this. of like amazing smoking chairs, like, you know, deep plush red velvet. Yeah, and he's yeah. sitting there just being like, anyway, so after Marlon Brando <laughs> fucked <laughs> this other she guy that everybody knows. You my know, favorite like, tweet about that story was someone was like, Marlon Brando was out here fucking oh. all of our civil rights heroes. I saw that too. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god. It's it was true. So good. <laughs> but also good for those civil rights heroes. Cause I like know. y'all ever seen on the waterfront? Oh y'all ever god. seen on the waterfront? That shit it. was amazing. He was like, Why would fuck anything? Men, women, chairs. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, if something would stay still long enough, he would fuck it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. But like also, yeah. It makes so much Apparently sense. that was kind of what a lot of the like really big stars of the fifties, right. they were all like secret bisexuals. Right, right. A lot of them like Desi Arnaz. Right. That right, was, I uh, mean, that was a little bit before that yeah, time, but yeah. like he was apparently a crazy womanizer uh-huh, and like definitely. was a drunk because of it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of trying to suppress his own whatever. And yeah. like, it's what broke apart him and Lucy's marriage. But right. like if he had been able to like be a bisexual when he was like a young lad, like For sure. probably wouldn't have, had to have yeah, like spiraled out as an adult person sure. who's like in a lot of stress and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, apparently he fucked everything too. Incredible. Oh <laughs> but like God. those two men, are you kidding? They look great. I like, know they're such hell yeah. Like of course. It's like, Who yeah. wouldn't you know it like, makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a streetcar so named Desire? <laughs> Why do I like Stanley? He's a terrible character that has no redeeming qualities. He's that tight shirt and he's just in the rain screaming. Oh my like, God. Wow. And I'm like, that's the most sexual back I've ever seen. I've never been sexually attracted to a shoulder blade before. 
What? Oh my god, that back. I I'm know. like 13 in lit class. Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> What's even, this theater? What's he's one of them. He's one of them that I feel like even like because I remember watching on the waterfront too for the first time in class, and even the boys were like, "What?" <laughs> like, excuse me, hold what? on a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's apparently what happened all the time to Marlon Brando. And then he was like, "Want to come home?" <laughs> Fuck James Baldwin. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, and it's amazing. I know. It's so good. Wait, who's widow confirmed? Was it somebody's widow was somebody's like, widow oh yeah, no, yeah. True. He yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember at all. It was like, yeah, he fucked Marlon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Somebody's widow. That's, that's right. True. And it was like, everybody relax. Of oh, course man. he fucked Marlon. And everyone was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, because um, people were getting up in arms about it. And right. people were like, absolutely not. This is definitely not real. Yeah, Richard Pryor. It was Richard Pryor's Richard widow. Pryor's widow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. She was like, yeah, no, that's 100% true. She was like, oh yeah, Richard and Marlon definitely yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. 100%. Crazy. Um, I'd love that's what a can you imagine? No. Lord. <laughs> what? <laughs> How does that anyway? Um <laughs> Can you imagine like just being at a cocktail party? Someone bit Beyonce and then Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor making out, and you're like, what, what? the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, it'd be insane. That's pretty much Hollywood. Celebrities in live a, in a completely different yeah. world. It's a completely different ether. It's like I want to be in entertainment, but by no means do I ever want to be the level of star that someone wants no. to bite my face when they're no. on drugs. Oh my god! Yeah, make never. people sign an NDA not when once. they hang out with you. Like, never. Oh my god! No, I'm not that. Me? No, I never want to be that kind no. of celebrity. <laughs> I never want to reach those kinds of proportions no of anything. Way. I thought it was funny, even Jaden, uh, not Jaden, Jada Smith. Mm-hmm. Like not knowing what Groupon was, you know? Yeah. Like, this is weird. <laughs> What's a Groupon, Tiffany? Yeah, Tiffany, what the hell is a Groupon? <laughs> Will sit in the way rich men sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, it's been years since I've been in a real car. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, man. It's insane. I know. All right. Anyway, let's guys. wrap this shit up. Thanks for listening Thanks. to the Ridiculous People podcast. Yeah, if any of you know anything about who bit Beyonce, please call one 800 <laughs> Alex and Liv need to know. Yep. com slash. Oh my God. We'll take anonymous tips. We'll take <laughs> conspiracy theories. We'll take anything. Um, DM us. <laughs> hey, DM us on Twitter. Yeah. At a ridiculous pod. Oh, at a ridiculous pod. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Or you can DM me. Per- don't. I am on Twitter <laughs> you and can tweet Instagram at her. As well. There we go. Um, at Liviosa, L I V I O S A H. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Shan, A L U X S H A N. Keep up with us. Yeah, we're on, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, yeah. Uh, Ridiculous People Productions yep. on Facebook. Yep. Um, and just keep track of all that. We got a lot of other random shit. Yes, please. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks we'll for listening. You, uh, we'll next see you week. back around these parts again next week. Thank you.